man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of September 19th, 2022, season four, episode 36. This week we talk about Johnny Rotten distancing himself from Sex Pistols activity aimed to cash in on the Queen's death. David Lee Roth continues to record Van Halen songs in the studio. L.A. District Attorney provides a rare update on the Marilyn Manson case. Megadeth's new album is the highest charting album of their career. And Motley Crue's Tommy Lee joins OnlyFans. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, find out what band had their first paid gig this week in 1969. Weekly WTF and so much more. All of our links are up at rocknewsweekly.com and watch us live every week at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here with Charles. hey How's it going, man? How's the week going? This week has been just not not too much has happened this week i i joined a cult joined a cult i, I be- heard you went scuba yep. diving for gold i did i became their leader i went scuba, scuba diving for gold i found a huge treasure on the the coast of costa rica wow and um and pulled up the treasure it was seized by the costa rican government and uh and i had to fight my way out of jail and now you're here um and now i'm here all of that happened just on wednesday that's amazing man yeah it just i didn't do anything i just kind of hung out i mean that's just as eventful you know that's just as adventurous i don't know what to you know i can't beat that man it's it wasn't it wasn't that big of a deal (laughs) you know no sweat no sweat no big deal normal all right normal normal wednesday well we got some topics to talk about uh this week season four episode 37 smashing pumpkins announcing the sequel to melancholy and the infinite sadness Hmm. it's gonna be released in three parts starting in november Hmm. A, maf- a massive box set for Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusions, Parts 1 and 2 is on the way. And Gene Simmons explains why he doesn't have any friends. Oh. It's an interesting article. You're going to love this quote. Oh, yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to answer some questions from middle schoolers on podcasting. So we're going to actually kick off the episode with that coming up. But we also have this week in rock and roll history trivia. Find out what band broke up this week in 2011 after 30 years. Ooh. Weekly WTF and so much more. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com. All the social media, at rocknewsweekly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, for $3.99 a month. You guys can support the podcast if you like what you hear and you come back every week. Anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly slash subscribe. And, of course, watch us live. We're live right now on yeah. Twitch. Twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Make an account. It's free. It'll shoot you a little text message on your phone whenever we go live. Sometimes we go live on Thursdays. Sometimes we go live on Fridays. Sometimes it's Sundays. Just depending on our schedules, we all have real jobs and real lives and families and all that. So we try and fit it in whenever we can. Uh, So the best thing to do, create an account, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. It's totally free. You can chat, chat with us, ask us questions, all that cool stuff. Yeah, we're we're not always this cool. No, we, not we, always. We 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 put on our glasses and our suits, and we go we go to our jobs <laughs> and pull our suitcases out, and yeah, do, yep, do job stuff. Anymore? Go to our jobbies. Go to our jobbies. I'm, I mean, I, I 
honestly, like I've been I've been working in an office environment for a long time. I don't think I've ever owned a suitcase. No. No, not once. I mean, like years, man. All right, so do you want to? I, I think you should kick this off, Charles. So I think you got this kind of letter here. Yes. Uh, from Megan, and if you want to kind of read maybe some of what she has here, um, and or or all of it, and just kind of let people know what we're going to be doing answering these questions for these uh, young kids. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, back 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 in the day, as the cool kids say on the streets. Uh, I used to work uh, in plastics manufacturing, and I worked with this really cool dude named Brian Verstappen, and uh, and he was this kind of genius, like the the Oz behind the curtain, if you will, for a lot of our technology that was going on there in, in plastics manufacturing, and and uh, uh, and we were good friends, and you know we kind of all kind of grew up and went our different ways and up up the ranks through the years. And Brian's wife Megan. Uh, is a school teacher and she teaches a digital journalism class uh, for sixth graders in room nine. I'm giving you a shout out now for your room, so you guys better be like room nine, like all of you put in your hands and go room nine <laughs> um, at Upper Lake Middle School. And they would like to uh, learn a little bit about the world of podcasting. And what I told them was. I don't know anything about podcasting, but my <laughs> yeah, good do. friend Chris here. <laughs> yeah, right. My good friend Chris here knows plenty about podcasting. If you guys actually saw the studio and all the lighting and the green screens and all the equipment that Chris sets up every week, the uh, the amplifiers, the video cameras, the, all of that stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and uh, and so being kind of you know Chris's kind of um, hyper kind of voice and also like a friend. Uh, a friend of um, of Megan and, and and her and her husband Brian, which are two very very super cool people, uh, she reached out to us and said, "Would you like to provide some very insight? Cool. Yep. Yeah, insight for for this class on um, you know, on on a, what's it like to to do a podcast?" And so what we did was for this episode, just for you, we cut out all the obscenities. That's right. <laughs> An obscenity-free Rock News Weekly podcast episode. I mean, that's crazy. That's kind of it's kind of cool. It's crazy. We're going to do our best. Cool. We're going to do it for you guys and we're going to answer these questions that um, that the Room 9 Room 9 uh, <laughs> Upper Lake Middle School has for us about podcasting and yep. probably mostly going to be for Chris over here, but well, let's get into it. Uh, All right. Let's start off with some of these questions. So, ooh, I love this. Questions for podcasters. How about you read it, and then I'll I'll start it off with an answer. Answer, okay. and then you follow up with some stuff that you think uh, if you can add. I will read it in the best sixth grader impression I can think of. That's a good idea. The voice That's of a young twelve-year-old male. That's a good idea. That, and this is how I sounded before I kind of grew up and my voice got a little mature. Okay. Um. So. How hard is it to manage a podcast? How hard is it to manage a podcast alone? Do you need more than one person to create or manage one? Okay, well, this is a good this is a good question. Um, I feel it's better to have someone else to kind of riff off of and talk to and have a different point of view and have a, a whole different thing. Uh, bringing to uh, the formula. Now, that's not to say that you can't have a very successful podcast by yourself. Um, it's just a lot harder to do what we're doing, where we're talking about topics of news or 
a hot topic, so to speak. Oh, did you hear this? Tommy Lee, you know, is doing this or that. It's tough to do that by yourself because you want a reaction from someone. It's like I'm bringing it up to Charles, and he gives me his honest reaction about it. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm I'm bringing up these things, it would be bringing it up to myself with without any kind of a reaction. Now that's that's fine, but it's not ideal. So for what we're doing, it's good to have m- multiple people. For some people who do true crime, yeah, and other things like that, they don't need another person. They could sit there and do narration. Or if you are doing like, um, like a spooky supernatural, spooky sometimes. supernatural yeah. type of thing, or even if you're doing like a very fact-based type of like discussion, uh, almost like an essay about a certain topic, you know, talking about the plight of an endangered species, for example. Yeah, you don't need a roundtable conversation per se for that. You could do it with one person being very passionate and organized and articulate. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think. Well, well, Chris has not only had me on, but he's we've had entire teams of like sometimes six, seven people. Chris has had bands on to kind of rip off, yeah, you know, the sure. conversation and to whenever we can, stuff, whenever we can, we've had we had special guest spots. It, it it is quite nice to have a more conversational kind of podcast. As for managing the podcast, I would say that because of your education and your background and your knowledge about sound engineering and all that stuff, it's probably a little easier for you because of that kind of Yeah, so right? that's to a good point. Managing a podcast in terms of actually uploading the episodes, mixing them down, uh, all that kind of stuff is definitely a big part of it. Yeah. And if you do that by yourself, which I pretty much do a lot of this by myself, I, I feel like, like Charles was saying, I work in radio, so I this, this stuff, it's if it's kind of second nature to me at this point where I can I can kind of hammer that stuff, bang it out, and it's it doesn't take up too much time. Now, someone who's learning, like a bunch of uh, young kids, when you're figuring this stuff out for the first time, it would definitely be beneficial to do this in a group. And I think that's what you guys are going to be doing in your class and kind of doing it as a group together. Yeah. And that you're going to see how beneficial it is because it definitely is a one-person thing to kind of be there in front of the computer and cut and paste and mess around with audio files, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that's really not necessarily a group effort, but if you have more people in your podcast that are able to do that, like if Charles was just as trained as me on audio stuff, and he had Adobe Audition or, uh, you know, Audacity at home where he could uh, manipulate sound files and do stuff like that, I'd be like, hey, why don't you help me out with this? Why don't you do the promo, yeah. and I'll do the episode, or you do the YouTube channel, and I'll do the Twitch stuff. Yeah. And that way, you know, you kind of split the load between people. So if you have a good friend that you want to start a podcast with, I would, uh, you know, definitely encourage both of you to learn that type of stuff to help each other out. Yeah. So. The, on- the only audacity I have is the... Uh, <gasps> the audacity. Audacity is... <laughs> comment. Audacity is free software, guys. Yep. It's very similar to Adobe Audition. So if you're looking for free entry-level software that's good. Uh, to start messing around with audio files, Audacity, A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. You can mm-hmm. look it up online, Google it. It's totally free to download, and you'll see uh, how kind of files and sound and all that stuff works with waveforms. And it's, it's really neat. And nice. It's, and it's all part of the process. I, that was a good first question. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that that person's name is Susan. Tough question, McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah, or Susan McGillicuddy. All right. 
What's the second one here? All right. What was your biggest challenge in making a podcast from the start? Well, from the start. Okay, so making it from the start, it's really tough. I think the first biggest challenge is getting over your fear of doing it. Uh, a lot of people uh, are very self-defeating, like, I can't do that. No one's going to want to listen to me. Everybody's doing a podcast, so how am I any different? Those questions are very valid. And once you get over those questions, though, that's where the biggest challenge, I think, lies. Uh, the second biggest challenge is actually having an environment and equipment to actually facilitate your podcast. Now, a lot of phones and a lot of apps, I use Anchor.fm for a uh, for all my podcasting stuff, and I recommend you guys check out that website. It's an app as well. You can record directly from your phone. You don't need fancy equipment. Mm. Even if you have an iPhone or a decent phone these days, all the phones are pretty decent now with microphones. You don't need any kind of equipment. You just put that phone out there. You put the Anchor.fm app on there. You hit record, and there you go. Voila. That's pretty much it. I mean, we do fancy stuff here. We have nice microphones. Mm -hmm. We have a green screen behind us so you can see what we're talking about. You see the Word document behind us. Yeah. These are all steps that uh, are down the line. But in the beginning, the biggest challenge is just getting over your fear of doing it. Nice. And organizing what you want to talk about. Yeah. Now, if you want to start a podcast where you're just sitting there and babbling on about what you did all day, that may not be uh, very interesting to a lot of people. Yeah. But if you oh, have, a, or maybe I don't it, know. it could seen, be. We've, we've seen some weird Twitch ones. It could, it could be. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying it's not. Yeah. But the more focused you are, the I think the better. Oh yeah. And that's why we try and have something here with the Rock News Weekly podcast where we have an outline, a shell, a little script, if you will, of stories for the week to keep us organized and keep us focused. Yeah. We have a lot of fun. We go really dark and have weird comedy things and our own commercials and goof off. But that keeps us in line as we go through it. So it's good to have some kind of an outline or structure to what you're doing. Yeah. Not just sitting around just kind of goofing off. But that that's not to say that that doesn't work. I'm saying when you're getting a start in things, it's really tough to cut through the mix and get noticed by just being a goof around kind of podcast if no one knows who you are. Yeah, yeah. No one really wants to listen to that kind of stuff if they don't know uh, who these people are behind it. I mean, you, we, you started off and just a few uh, listeners uh, locally and now now just but with dedication, you know, we're listened to all over the world. So I, it just yeah, takes a little bit it, of... It's very true. Yeah. And the, another big challenge is getting other people to come consistently. Yeah. Uh, so if you have special guests the, other than your family or your close friends, it's tough to get people to come by and uh, special guests. They have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people feel uncomfortable about it. They're like, oh, I'm, I feel like I don't have anything to contribute or I don't have anything to say. But you just got to convince your friends and family it's it's fine. It doesn't matter. I just want you there to support me, to support what we're doing, and just run some stuff off of you. It's yeah. no big deal, right? Yep. Remember, fear is the mind killer. That is. Fear, and Fear is a little death that brings total you're, obliteration. You're your own worst enemy there when it go. comes to this kind of stuff, all right? There you go. Okay, so question number three. How do you come up with different topics to discuss slash cover? Okay, well, That's so that is a really good question. Yeah. And what, what I have an edge and why I started the Rock News Weekly podcast is because... 
I work in radio. And so for me, <clears throat> I have a prep site that we use for radio. It's called Pulse of Radio. You can actually subscribe to it. You don't have to be in a radio station. You'd have to pay a monthly fee. And what they do is it's a prep site of all the news of the day in a nice format. It shows you it starts off with the rock news, goes to entertainment, shows rock birthdays, or just birthdays, celebrity birthdays, including rockers, um, news from around the world, sports, and then a bunch of entertainment and random stories. So it's like a whole nice page, and I basically grab a bunch of stuff from that prep site every day. I copy and paste it into this Word document. And then that's what we talk about yeah. as our as our thing. So I grab all the hot topics that I think, ooh, that's an interesting story. Yeah. Maybe I could talk with Charles about this one. This seems seems all right. Uh, so that's how we come up with our different topics. Yeah. Add a little David Crosby in there. We're golden. There, yeah. We, we have our own little humor <laughs> and our own twists yeah. on things. But you get a bunch of basic yeah. topics to kind of have fun with. Yeah. And you can look on all the favorite websites that you enjoy going to, stuff that interests you. That's what I would definitely start with. Things that are interesting to you. Yeah. Those uh, headlines that grab your attention, turn that into your podcast, you know? You see something about a new big game announcement and you're a gamer? Well, turn that into a podcast where you cover all the latest game announcements and breaking news for yeah. things that you're interested in. Have that kind of a focus to it, but then go off on your tangents and have fun and be yourself. It has to be about something you're enthusiastic about. So the next thing is, is kind of part of that same question. Was it hard to put the podcast together? I mean, ultimately, yes, in, 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 a, in a respect of keeping it consistent and having the name for it. We have a website that we pay web, website hosting for, so that's about $150 a year. That's not necessary, but it helps. You know, rocknewsweekly.com sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you have that kind of thing, it makes you sound more legitimate and people take you seriously. And then you have a website that you can have all of your stuff up there whenever you want, right? Yeah. Definitely helps for getting media access to uh, festivals, uh, for uh, concerts, or whatever you're interested in. Yeah. Uh, to have a website there, it, it makes you more legitimate. Uh, it really it, it means a lot these days, so... Getting that together in, in, in terms of uh, the audio, uh, combining those two things, it's a little tricky, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily hard. You just have to be motivated, and you do have to have a little bit of cash. Yeah. Now, the Anchor.fm option, what I was talking about, you don't need any money. It puts your podcast right up there out into the internet. You just need to promote it yourself. So if you already have a good social media following, all that stuff is free, so take advantage of it. Yeah. And you could shamelessly plug yourself on any of these random donation sites and get your family and friends exactly. to all pitch in three, four, five. Get your family and friends to start up. watching it with you. Yeah. To start uh, participating, listening to it, and and get those listens and views uh, from your friends and family uh, in the beginning, and then eventually it's going to catch on. Good question. I'm gonna guess that's from a Stephen. Sure. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay, Steven. Uh, did okay. Next question is from I'm gonna say, uh, Laney. Good. Uh, Good did enough. anything inspire you to make the podcast? That might be easy for you, man. Uh, in a way, I mean, when I first started it, I just wanted it to basically be a bunch of friends kind of sitting around talking about just uh some rock news but just uh, talking about whatever talking about the topics of the day not necessarily political 
not necessarily religious, not any hot button issue type stuff. We're not trying to get into anything like that. It just kind of started out as a bunch of friends talking about topics already. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you hear about this? Are you interested in this concert? This is what I'm doing. Here's what's going on. And then it turns into a podcast like, hey, why don't we do this every week where I think people might might actually enjoy this if we sit down and talk about these topics in a conversational way. Yeah. And people might enjoy it. And and then uh, it was also an extension of my radio thing where I'm very, you know, beholden to one or two minutes on the air to talk about a topic. Hey, did you hear about this? Here it is. Check it out on the website. With the podcast, I can go more in depth and actually speak my mind a little bit more about yeah. certain things. And this is a way outside of my work to um, kind of have that creativity as well as being informative. Yeah, yeah. In our own in our own way. And what the topics that we want to talk about. I don't want to talk about certain things that maybe I'm just not interested in or bands that I don't care about. I'm not going to let you know when the new Nickelback album comes out. Why not? Because I don't care. <laughs> I mean, we may mention it in a joking way, yeah, or we'll make fun of it, but I wouldn't be able to do that on the radio as much. No, because no. it's it's uh, you know you're dealing with more just regular Joes out there in the car. So the podcast, it's kind of different that way. Yeah, so yeah. that's what's inspiring about it. On the radio, you got to be like, check out the new fantastic Nickelback track. I know. Okay, here we go. How do you discover new content? So new content is definitely a thing that everybody talks about with podcasting. How do you stay fresh? Uh, as, as I mentioned, yeah. we pick we I picked this topic and this title of the podcast, Rock News Weekly, on purpose because it the Rock News changes every week. So it's a topic where it literally changes from day to day, week to week. I have something new to talk about every week because something's happening in the rock rock world every week and yeah. there's a lot of websites out there that I can pull all my information and stuff from so that's good and there's other things like gaming weekly you know um, local crime weekly you know anything that's like something happening on a regular basis yeah that's a good topic to 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 use for new content all the time yeah you get you could essentially just like look at your phone and go to your news spotlights and yep something will, will pull it up because the phone's evil and crazy and they know what you like and next thing you're like oh vince neal fell off the stage again and <laughs> exactly now, now we got a story to news. talk about exactly yep. so there you go that's how you discover new content uh you pick something that reoccurs constantly uh in a cycle whether it's a news something you're passionate about or whatever and you just talk about it every week yeah uh or Daily is very hard to do. I, I don't recommend doing daily podcasts nah, nah. unless you're just very, very engaged and have something to talk about every day. Or you don't have a job. Or, yeah, you don't have a job yeah. or anything else. That's really tough to do daily stuff. A lot of those guys Weekly is tough stuff. enough. Weekly is oh, yeah. tough enough, I think. The the people who do, like, the daily show and stuff like that, Trevor Noah, that, they've got, like, teams of, like, 100 people, 200 people all working, you know, nonstop. Exactly. And what? that's why they have such good content. Oh, yeah, big time. Writers, uh, what do you think is the best thing about podcasting? Um, be- best thing about podcasting, I guess, uh, the freedom to say what you want, uh, first off. Uh, bringing your friends in to collectively kind of goof around and talk about things is pretty awesome. 
And then I think just the general freedom of feeling like you have control over your own type of channel of content. It's your own Truman Show. It's your own yeah. thing that you, but you're aware of it. The Truman Show was he wasn't aware of it, and he was yeah. kind of the butt yeah. of the joke. But now I feel like as content creators, uh, even if it's just doing something on Twitch like this, where we're live streaming congruently with recording it for the podcast and then putting out the audio as well, it's like our own TV channel that we have control over uh, how we want to do what we want to do. Yeah. So that I, I, that's what I think the best thing about it is. Truman Show. He's on to us. <laughs> what do you think? What, what's the best thing for you as, like, you know, kind of... Oh, as your being, sidekick? Yeah, being being the guest, so to speak. Um, So the best thing for me about podcasts, I'm an attention seeker. So <laughs> at work, I do a lot of voice... I do a lot of the voice trainings. I do physical trainings in front of cameras. Right. Um, I've always been somebody who's been able to stand up in front of large audience. I've spoken at conferences. Uh, it to me, it's 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 really just an element for me to like, you know, kind of kind of more or less um, be be me. Yep. Yeah. Like this is me. This isn't this isn't me. Just during the pot. This is me all the time. Yeah, like Chris exactly. has spent four, four or five <laughs> days with me before. No, yeah. This is me like all the and time. That's, so that's what normal. we. That's why we. I wanted to do it and and do do this consistently because it's. I think it's just fun to be yourself in a kind of semi-organized way. With every week, you have something kind of general to talk about, but you can still goof around and have fun and be yourself. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, so what's next? What do you do during the podcast? What is your routine? Okay. Oh, that's pretty good. That is good, and that's it's good. kind of complicated. I mean, like, so when we first start off, I have a pre-produced, so ahead of time, before I start the podcast, I create a one-minute type of promo for the podcast that basically tells everybody what we're going to be talking about for the episode. I turn that promo into an Instagram and Facebook video that I can share when the, the episode gets released. Every Monday. I release it every Monday. I recommend releasing episodes on Monday. It's when everybody starts listening for the week. Don't, re uh, don't recommend uh, releasing them on Fridays. That is the worst day to release them because everybody's wrapped up and they're doing their yeah, Friday thing. Yeah. They are not trying to listen to your uh, one-hour podcast on a Friday. Yeah. But on a Monday, they are. They're heading to work. They're drudging along. They're trying to get through it. They want to get filled in on the information for the week. And that's what uh, is the best there. So yeah. as far as the routine, daily routine, when we, do, we don't do this daily, but when we do it weekly, I record that one-minute promo. It says what we're doing for the week what the, or what, what the episode's about. Um, and then I get ready for as the week goes on for that episode by copying and pasting those articles, as I mentioned, yeah, uh, for, for that episode. So once I have all that ready, I have the Word document, and then I start looking through it during the episode, uh, as, we, as you guys are going to see here as yeah. we get going. Heck yeah. And then uh, we run some ads that we make up ourselves. We don't have sponsors. <gasps> so... Uh, these these that sponsors. That is the secret. Yeah, Somebody know. told us not to give away secrets. That is the secret. That's one of them. You yeah. can make up your own sponsors, guys. You don't have yeah. to have Nike or Adidas or uh, you know Smart Water as your uh, sponsors. You make them up yourself and have fun with it. You yeah. Know? We joke around. We make up fake products and fake things that make our uh, podcast not sound official, but it's it it makes it I think kind of cut through the monotony of other podcasts 
that actually do play lame ads on them uh, that no one wants to hear. The, yeah. I think the ads that we play, like Charles was saying, are some of the most funniest things that get the most attention yeah. on, our, on our episode. Yep, and for only three ninety nine and your parents' permission... You can you can subscribe and That's listen right. to all of our commercials, which are on demand. Super awesome. That's part of being a subscriber for our channel. Yes, yes. So there you go. That's how so, how to uh, advertise and, uh, and, and uh, what monetize. Do you, what do you like to do most in a podcast? Well, that's kind of a general question. I don't really. Um, I mean, I, I guess I like to be informative and funny. Yeah. In, in my podcast, those are my two main goals, is be informative and funny and uh, have something that people can get some information and, and humor and fun out of. Yeah. I like to simultaneously, uh, like, kind of spiff off the content that we yep. have here and then just throw out, like, a, I like bring a it, ton of dad know, jokes. Yeah. I bring a, a bunch of, like, generic type of stuff to the to the table, and then we riff off of it. And that's, yeah. that's the podcast. So that's... That's the mm-hmm. goal. That's always fun. I mean, personally, on the podcast, my favorite part is uh, rock rock birthdays. Yeah, and that's exactly. Fun. We yeah. mess around with the names, the pictures, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. And then we do the trivia, and that's always fun, too. Uh, it's, and that's not even part of rock news, necessarily. Yeah. But yeah. it's some of the funner type of aspects to it that we try and make uh, to get. And I would definitely recommend creating those benchmarks. Like, oh, they're yeah. called benchmarks. Uh, where it's like a, a segment, you know, when you tune into a morning show or something like that. Okay, it's time for the morning trivia, that type of thing, right? That you want to have those little segments along your podcast if you can do that. Now it's time for listener comments. Now it's time to read an email. Now it's time for this, you know. Those things uh, break up the monotony of the podcast and give people a thing to look forward to. So it's it's something uh, definitely worth thinking about. How often do you post new content? Every week. Every week. And the more new content you could post, the better. If you could do it every day and you could tease what you're going to be uh, doing at, at the end of the week, that's even better. Check out this new story from Tommy Lee joining OnlyFans. Oh, man, we're going to talk about this on Monday. Yeah. Check it out. So that's new content, and I would say post that as much as possible. And then last question, and this goes out to... Sally Pasta. My God, too <laughs> many questions. Uh, Tildy, is that Tildy Sweeney? It is Tildy. Is it Tildy? Yes, it's Tildy. My God, what's the most stressful part of running a podcast? Well, I think just keeping up with all the back end stuff of it, uh, uploading everything, uh, making sure the verbiage is correct making sure the title and description is always the same and consistent every week. Yeah. Um, Cleaning the blood off the floor. <laughs> that that can be a mess. Yeah, that could be a real problem. Pretty brutal. Um, but doing all that back-end stuff that no one wants to do, like uploading everything kind of, you know, this is the fun part where we get to do this, but then when I have to hit stop and go into audio, uh, you know, and start mixing it down, cutting and pasting that can be stressful, especially if you put it off to the end of the week or you don't want to do it at a certain time. You're like, oh, I could get to that later. And then you're, it becomes more of a chore. And that's yeah. the last thing you want this type of uh, thing to be is like a chore or a problem. So definitely have a good balance with that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, sixth grade, digital journalism, room nine, Upper Lake Middle School. There you go. Nicely done. All right. 
Peace. So let's move on to the rock news of the week, guys. On to our regularly scheduled program. We'll burn through it. We know you guys have been <gasps> hanging is out. That, is that Pucifer? It is. Oh. Ah. I love Pucifer. Pucifer dot, or PuciferTV.com. It's love a double it. feature that's going to be happening, a live performance on Halloween weekend. I love it. Oh, my it's God. It's a double feature. I love it. So it's uh, including V is for Versatile, a collection of reworked songs from V is for Era and Parole Violator. Oh, A nice. live track-by-track reimagination of the band's 2011 album, Conditions of My Parole. Nice. I get a little Mama Said in there. I'm, 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 I'm down. That's going to be great. Both films premiere on October 28th at noon and re, uh, remain on demand for 72 hours throughout October um, the weekend. Yeah. So. PucifertV.com. Yeah, we did uh, the money shot um, virtual thing here, and then Lalo and I did uh, live at Arisconti at, at, at our house. It's, and that was it, yeah, awesome. it was killer. It, it was, was great. So, so great. very good production quality on those yeah. live streams. If you can't make it in person, uh, definitely check it out. Is this a Smashing Pumpkins? It is. This William is a picture of Corgan. their new album that's supposedly the sequel to Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, and it is a three-act rock opera. Oh, no. I, I'm i down with the three-act rock opera, just not with the sequel to... Melancholy the, and Infinite Sadness. Yeah, that, it just, it's, it's like Unforgiven too. Yeah, Atum, or Autumn, is, yeah. it's pronounced Autumn, and it's called A-T-U-M is the spelling. Uh, okay. It's slated for release in April of 2023, so it's going to feature 33 tracks. Ooh. Each track is going to be revealed... Cro- oh, excuse me. Uh, each track is going to be revealed chronologically each week on Billy Corgan's podcast, 33 okay. with William Patrick Corgan. So All right. check that out. Shout out to him. That's cool. He's going to release a track each week, and each act of the 11 songs is going to come out every 11 weeks on digital streaming platforms to coincide with the podcast. All right. Act 1, November 15th. Act 2, January 31st. Act 3, along with the special edition box set, featuring all 33 album tracks plus 10 additional ones will be released April 21st, 2023. That's record store day. Okay. I mean, that's clever. Yep. Yeah, I can't, you know. You want to hear something off of it? Yeah, you 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 would expect that cleverness from Taylor Swift's dad <laughs> and a 600-year-old uh, Romanian vampire. All right, check it out. Here's something from that uh, Smashing Pumpkins album. <laughs> What do you think, Charles? Uh, the, the, the song is, is pretty good. I, I'm not like a huge fan of this video, but this, the song is catchy. Okay. I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess it starts getting a little better. It just... For the, it, yeah, yeah. 
No, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. I'm kind of <laughs> mixed on it as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would listen to it. It sounds yeah. good, but it doesn't sound super like, oh, my God, I can't wait for that to be released. Yeah. At the same time. I, 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 I'm a pretty discerning Smashing Pumpkins fan. I like a lot of their earlier stuff. Yeah, me too. The Gish albums, Side yeah. Me's Dream, um, everything uh, around that era. And yep. so I'm a fan of that era. This sounds a little bit later, uh, you know, that Ex Machina kind of era. Yeah. That 2000 album. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. We'll have to see. We'll wait. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, to me, I mean, I people who listen to this podcast know how I feel about a lot of songs and a lot of albums coming out at once. It's I just feel like you're you're it's quantity over. It's not yeah. qualitative. It's it, it's it starts to get it's diluted. Not, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. So I totally agree. I'm kind of like. Meh, well, speaking right. of uh, media overload here. Oh, whoa! <laughs> here's another one. This is the biggest box set ever for Use Your Illusion. Wow. Uh, Guns N' Roses' massive super deluxe box set is uh, coming out on, what is it, November 11th. Okay. F- November Rain. So you could be listening 11, to November 11. Rain. Um, all right. 97 tracks, though, man. Oh, my God. 63 are unreleased, which oh is pretty cool God. for the Guns N' Roses fans. I know a lot of those. That's uh, so much. Guns N' Roses fans have been waiting for a lot of those unreleased tracks to be yeah. released in some shape or form, and this is it. Yeah. This is the only way you guys are going to be able to check them out. I've already heard uh, 57 of those 63 unreleased it, tracks. Have you? Yeah. Wow. One of them is Axl Rose just going, <laughs> That's it. Just for like a whole song. Wow. It's just, and then he goes, in one song, and that's it. <laughs> that's all he does. Well, check this out, though. This is kind of neat. A bonus disc on this <gasps> uh, box set is a Blu-ray video of the complete live in New York concert film. Uh. Newly transferred from 35mm prints, which is kind of cool, to 4K Ultra HD and presented in 1080p, 24 frames per second HD oh, in its entirety right. for the first time. All mixed right. in Dolby Atmos. So that would be pretty neat to sit back and yeah, watch that cool. transfer from those original film prints, right? Yeah, I mean that that Use Your Illusion was a song that I listened to quite a bit when I was um, when I was a kid. So I mean it's it 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 could be pretty cool. Yeah. I love You Could Be Mine. Yeah, I, I still love that the song. The Blu-ray menu features the brand new live music video for that. No. That track You Could Be Mine and it's the uh, first yeah. time release of any complete audio and video concerts from that era, from the Use Your Illusion era. So God, very cool. Yeah. You guys who are my age, you got to be, you know, remember being 13 years old and seeing the... How much do you the, think that thing costs? I, don't, I didn't even look it up. Oh, I'm going to probably go with two two fifty. No, it got to be more than that. Uh, I, more? I, I'm thinking three ninety nine, four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I, I could see that. Man, yeah. crazy with the box sets these days. Um, all right, so this was interesting. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne says he still has recordings from Taylor Hawkins wow. in the studio. Uh, Rolling Stone is uh, talking about this. They were talking about Andrew Watt. They were talking about the new album, Ozzy's new solo album. And he says, um, apparently there's this track where they enlisted the help of Chili Peppers' Chad Smith along with Hawkins. The track's called God Only Knows, and it features both drummers. Oh, okay. Andrew Watt revealed there's a bunch of other stuff with Ozzy and Taylor as well that's going to be used for another thing. No word yet on what that might be or when we'll see it released, but pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty dope. I think it's cool that they at least have that. Very cool. And for Ozzy's new album, it's the best out charting album of his career. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, all the people that guest spot on that album. I know, is right? Eric Clapton, Crazy. Jeff Beck, everyone yeah. on there. Um, he was uh, 
at the top, the number one spot on seven different Billboard charts. From the vinyl albums charts to the top rock albums, he was number one That's this past awesome. week. So very cool for Ozzy. Uh, best charting solo album to date for him. Nice. And I didn't. I honestly didn't even think Ozzy was going to make it this Me long either. either. But now I'm I didn't think the good. album was going to be that good, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I, I thought it was going to suck. He's, I was like, he's nah, probably going to He's probably going to live for another 40, 50 years. I guess so. Just, he outlived the queen. He outlived the queen. That's true. That's true. Oh, okay. Mark Hoppus, uh, latest cancer scan comes back clean. Good for you, Mark. Nicely done. He's, yeah, big it, time. He wanted to make sure after his chemo yeah. uh, that he's totally clean. And he says, quote, thankful for every day I get to be here. Love you all. That's so cool. He was diagnosed with lymphoma, and he's been o very open with all his fans. If you follow him on Instagram or social media, he's very open and kind of gives a lot of updates. So very cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Oh, look at this guy. Something maybe not Gene so cool. Gene Simmons. <laughs> I thought this was a really funny little interview and quote that he had. They were yeah. talking about a lot of Kiss stuff in the interview, but this is what got the headlines this week. Why Gene Simmons doesn't have any friends. Huh. I'm interested to, to hear why, this. Why do you think, just before we get into it, what do you think his take is on why he doesn't have any friends? I would say if I if if we weren't, if we weren't recording this episode with sixth graders in mind, I would have a lot of expletives. <laughs> okay, well, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, I would say that he is genuinely just a salty character. He's just, just a salty, a salty opinionated, kind of slightly grumpy dude on his get off along time. With people, maybe doesn't get just every, rubs rubs everybody the wrong way. Yeah, it's probably it. Okay, so why does Gene Simmons not have any friends? He says. Well, it's his lone wolf persona, he says. Oh, Quote, lone wolf. I keep reading about what friends do. They hang out with each other. They call each other. Hey, I need a favor. I never had any of that. Uh, he, he went on to admit, even uh, today as I sit here, other than Paul, and we only get together when we do stuff with the band, how do I say this without sounding inhuman? Ooh. I don't have friends. Yeah, if friends means G, I don't know what I'm going to do this afternoon. Hey, you want to come over and hang out? I don't hang out. I've never hung out. I'm more interested in what I want to do, and I don't want to pretend that I'm interested in what you want to do because I'm not. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I this is one of the random Gene Simmons quotes that I'm actually cool with. Right. And not because I it's feel very the same honest. way because I don't. I'm a very social person. But it's I'm very honest. I love the honesty of that statement. There are... There are just people that even that I know in my life that are not big on hanging out with other people. They right. they're introverts. They they prefer when they're on stage, if you will, or if they're <laughs> at work, or if they're if they've got they like dip into this other persona. But on their personal lives, they're like, yeah, I don't want to talk to people. I love that I last line. Go out. I and love that. I don't yeah. want to pretend that I'm interested in what you want to yeah. do because I'm not. And you know what sucks? <laughs> you know who this sucks for? This sucks. For Jim, who's been going over to Gene Simmons' house I know. every Friday Thinking to have he a was beer his with friend. him. Yeah. <laughs> every Friday at noon, Holy moly. Jim is over there to have a beer with Gene Simmons, and okay. now you find out. This was the last person I thought would uh, release a alternative rock album from the 90s, Whoa. Charles. Mariah Carey. Okay. It's a secretly recorded alternative rock album called Someone's Ugly Daughter oh. that she apparently recorded under the stage name Chick. Oh, okay. During an interview with Rolling Stone, she says, quote, the quest for that version is going great. We actually have it. This was my outlet, and nobody knew about it. 
most people, I'd rather they didn't even know about it until we decide exactly what happens from that quest of finding those vocals. Okay. I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith came out with a metal album in the 90s, right? and that's just... I, I, I get it. I think it. it's kind of cool. cool. I almost think it's it gives a little uh, street cred to Mariah. Wouldn't that be... That she did this secretly, Yeah. and it was her own little outlet trying to be like, you're trying to make me a pop star, and I actually want to do something maybe a little more aggressive or angsty. Yeah. Couldn't get away with it, and, and now we're going to have it see the light of day. Dude, what audience, would, wouldn't this be crazy if... It actually, you hear it, and it's like hella metal. I know, right? It's just like, ugh, I'm picturing it's like, going to be oh, like, uh, yeah. I'm picturing it's going to be like Paramore. Yeah, probably. You know, kind of like, you know, alternative girl kind of, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. No, like, filthy distortion. No, like, crazy. It's well, probably we'll like, see, we'll who see. knows? I don't, that'd be dope if it, with that pitch. All right, you know? so John Bonham's grandson. He goes by the name of Jaeger Henry. He doesn't even want to have Bonham at the end of it. Oh, So okay. he's trying to distance himself from his family name. All right. He's trying to do this on his own, right? So I want to play the, the track for you and see what you think about it, and then we'll talk about uh, <laughs> the album. Does William uh, Corrigan come out dressed William like a swan? is not in this video. <laughs> he and is not this, in the video. Uh, with his shirt. With his weird eye makeup. <laughs> yeah. All right, check it out. <laughs> oh, it's Machine Gun Kelly. I know. It's Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I I mean, maybe this might appeal to a new kind of younger generation. Know. But because yeah. I, I know... I'm still kind of shocked that M MGK gets the amount of fans that he does. Um, it just—it's—I'm not—I'm not particularly really interested in that. No, nope, me either. And a lot of people are getting yeah. a lot of uh, flack for it, saying he's an MGK ripoff. And all oh, that. they are. Oh, yeah. okay. It sound yeah. I could see that. It's just exactly like MGK. And it's yeah. just a bummer that it happens to be John Bonham's grandson. Yeah, big time. Uh, so I mean, that, you know, that's, I don't know. Maybe he'll figure it out. If if I if if I was John Bonham's son, I would name my son Benny Benjamin Button. That's something so, like to me. It's Benjamin like a, a thirteen Bob or fourteen Bonham. year old kid. Yeah. Would, would make maybe not like a 20, 20 something uh, grown man with uh, that musical pedigree. No. But no. Who am I to judge? We just yeah. re we just report the news. Guys. We just report the news. This That's is you. It. You judge. I know you're a big fan you of the judge. show. I know you're a big fan of the show. All right. Some new rock and metal albums this Ooh. week, Charles. We got some good ones this week. Sep some good band names. September 23rd, 2022. Banco del Mutual <laughs> the Corso. Orlando Leford made Derm and More. Yeah, isn't that a good um, one to kick it off with? I love that one. Uh, band of Spice. That is Paul Mwadibs, man. <laughs> Mwadibs. Yeah. <laughs> how they play the They're game. Blue, they yeah. have the blue eyes. It's like how they play the game. We play it with Spice. We play it against Baron Harkonnen. Harkonnens. <laughs> um, the next one is Crone. Got a light. Got a light. And then the next one is Dio. Time to oh, go. yeah. That's D the uh, the live yep. one. Dio at Donington, 83-87, baby. That's cool. Uh, Entombed. Our favorite folk band. They are. Entombed. They are. Uh, Morning Star. Freedom Hawk. That sounds like a classic rock band. 
Yeah. That covers like Leonard Skinner or something. That that they Freedom Hawk at that. the Stanislaus County Fair. <laughs> that's Axl Rose's side band. <laughs> where he where all of his songs he goes, <laughs> Yeah. He just sings like a hawk. Yep. Take all you can. They're produced by Ripple, and Ripple is just some dude named Ripple. It's actually the drink. It's the alcohol. It's, oh, it's the al- alcohol called yep, Ripple. Yep. Ripple. Just, yep. Yep. Uh, wait. Gararia. Gararia. Diarrhea. Mirage. Uh, Invictus. Unstoppable. Invictus. Ken Mode. Ken Mode. That has got to be a Street Fighter reference. <laughs> Maybe it is. Ken, Ken was the guy that I always played yeah, with in Street Fighter. Yeah. That was like Ryu, my best. Yeah. Ryu and Ken. Yeah, I'd be like, Kid Kid Capici. Uh, where am I? Where to go? Where to go? Oh, it's up there. Uh, Kid Kid Capici. Here's what you could have won. <laughs> I like that album name. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, Kings of Marcia, and their album is uh, called Kings of Marcia. Uh, Living Wreckage. Uh, this Living Wreckage. All the 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 sons and daughters from In Living Color. <laughs> <laughs> Living Wreckage. Uh, in Living Color. Uh, in Living Color. Just uh, I did um, a Cult of Personality with uh, Joe Satriani. Not Joe. No, I'm sorry, not Joe Satriani. Um, You're talking about Vernon oh, Reed from Living Color, the band? Yeah, the band in Living Color. They just did Cult of Personality with a very famous... Uh, Steve Vai. Oh, Steve Vai. Yeah, nice. yeah, Steve Vai on guitar. They just nice. did a, a, a remake of that song. That's nice. Um, Moonspell. Moonspell. They're a jazz band. From down below, live 80 meters deep. Motorhead. Yeah. Motorhead. Iron Fist, 40th anniversary edition. Yep. I like that. A little bit of Lemmy going Out on. Out this Friday. Um, the next the next band is very close to my heart. Norgevel. Yeah, Norgevel. They they brandish Mjolnir. Novel. Uh for all of our um for all of our uh, Icelandic Icelandic community, uh, we love you guys. By the way, we love your Jevil. I I, w- I want to go live there at some point. So send me a send me a plane ticket for me and my family. Sure, yeah, and we'll go visit you, and we'll be uh, a- American we'll be ambassadors. We'll be Jevil about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the next band is Razor Cycle of Contempt, and then the next band is Solitude at Turnus into the depths of sorrow beyond the crimson. Um, the next one is Horizon, and it is their re-release. Yeah. So yep. Uh, the next one is Space of Variations. Uh, their album is called Imago, which is short for uh, Imaginarium. Or it's backwards for Ogamel. Ogamel. I love that. Yeah, that's my favorite Hobbit. Stradivarius, isn't that a... Oh, it's a violin. It's a very wow, expensive he's still violin. Alive. Yeah, he's putting out new music. He's still doing it. He's oh, wow. He, in order for a Stradivarius to sound perfect, you have to play music to it. Wow. And so Stradivarius has actually been locked in a in a room for like three hundred years. Yeah, three hundred years by, and get this, William <laughs> Billy Corrigan. Uh, That's <laughs> how he stays alive, <laughs> and he stays so youthful. He stays he's alive. He's sucking the blood of Stradivarius. Okay. The next one is Talus in 1985. And uh, fun fact, that album was actually supposed to be released in 1985. And it and took him this long. It took him this long. Wow. It took him this long. Uh, wow. 30, 36 37? years later. 37? Yeah. 37. Tyson Mutzenbacher. Milk Teeth. <laughs> I love what? <laughs> I love the album uh, Milk that? Teeth. I don't know. Tyson. Tyson's, it's just some dude, and he's like, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. He's milk teeth. 
The next one is unsane, which is the dictionary definition uh, opposite of insane. No kid. It's when you it's when you were insane, and then you got your sanity back, and now you're unsane. Wow. So typically, people who are no longer insane are unsane. Uh, the name of the album is called Unsane, and I'm I'm gonna go on a limb here, and I'm gonna say that it's like a Fleetwood Mac type uh, tribute band. I thought it was Christmas songs. It might be. It might be. No, that's Upon Wings and The Last Love, um, which is yeah, which right. is uh, a Christmas song sung with 80s uh, synthesizer. That does sound very... Yep. Yeah. Uh, the next one is Venom, Inc. There is only black. And I'm going to assume that they're a death metal band. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's probably a good guess. Yep. Um, the next one is oh, yeah, Virgil Steve and Steve Howe, which is just two guys on two mandolins. Steve, he could be. Steve yeah. Howe from Yes. Oh, he yeah, He looks yeah. like a, a goblin. Yeah. Oh, he does look like a goblin, huh? That's right. And the next next band, the last band, this is the best one, is Willow. From, 19, Willow. from the 1980s movie. From the 1980s movie. Uh, and Willow's magic is by far his coping mechanism, which okay. is also the title of their album. Well, it's time for some uh, rock birthdays. But before that, let's play an ad. Yeah. Let's play an ad. What's the one that we could play for the kids episode here? Uh, we can't do Crow's Milk, bro. Hamburger um, Face? We can't do Crow's Milk. No. Uh, we can no. do Hamburger Face, that movie that's coming out soon. Let's do Hamburger a, Face. A, a noir film. And now a message from one of our sponsors. New York City, 1929. The air is thick with crime, dirt, grit, and passion. He walks alone. You know that, Jack? With a side. But who walks alone, Nancy? With a side of pickles, Jack. Damn it, Nancy. Who walks alone? This fall, there's a new hope on the streets for the innocent and a new threat to the guilty. I work alone, Johnny. No need to drag you along like a side of fries. Yeah, detective? I know you like to go lean, but sometimes you gotta double down, get beefy. Remember, we're a team. There is no team. After a life-threatening disaster leaves Detective Angus's face horribly scarred, but his cognitive abilities increase, giving him incredible foresight into hindsight. I see it, Nancy. What did you see, Johnny? Tortilla Face will most likely strike again as he did before. My God! You'll say that again in 15 seconds, Nancy. I predict it, because that rat bastard left another clue. What is it? He played us like the drums, Nancy. He left his calling card at the scene of the crime. A slipknot. My God! A menace lurking in the shadows finds an arch nemesis and hamburger man. They call him the savior of this city. What do they call you, boss? Psychosocial. His existence and mine, a duality, if you will. Or as Hamburger Man would say it, the devil and I. What do we do now, boss? We wait, henchman. We wait and bleed. Ronald Snargetson as Detective Angus. My face like a monkey threw up into a meat grinder that's why i fight greasy tiddly sweeney do as nancy groucho 
It doesn't matter, Johnny. I love you. I love your ugly mug. And Benedict Cumberbatch as Tortilla Face. It all goes down tonight, Detective. Santa Maria, you're ugly. And that comes from a man whose face looks like Freddy Krueger's kneecaps. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. The Reckoning. Yeah. Hamburger Man and Tortilla Face. I can't wait for that movie to come out. It's been taking a while, but it's, I heard it's that. It's very delayed. Yeah. It I, is extremely delayed. I heard that Tilde Sweenadu has... She walked off the set. She walked to the, she, and she's asking for like an insurmountable yeah. amount of yeah, money. Yeah, she wants double what we were yeah. paying her, and it's just it's not going to happen. Supposedly, she wants double what Brad Pitt made in the case of... Benjamin curious, Button curious Bonham. Curious case of Benjamin Button Bonham. Yeah, Benjamin Button Bonham. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no kidding. That's it. All right, it's time for some rock birthdays, so let's get to it. <laughs> All right. Rock birthdays, Charles. Yeah. Who do we got this Our week? Our favorite, always positive, always smiley, always nice, never plum throwing or receiving, Liam Gallagher. Look at his maracas. Singer Oasis, and he also has the beady eye. Hey, we'll send these got, maracas in. We'll send these maracas. I bet they're my beady eye. It's a bit, bunch I'll, of beady eyes, isn't it, in I'll, these Moroccans? I'll be willing to put these in my mouth. Oh, shit. Um, oh, no. Uh, he is. He's only 50, man. This dude is not very much older than me. That is true. That's crazy. He I is, mean, who would have thought from my gray beard? But that, that I'm is true. Quite, I'm quite old. All right, so who else do we got this week? Uh, oh, we got Don Felder. He's former hey. guitarist. Hey, hey, look at me. I'm playing a guitar. A time, yeah, I don't even I'm not even playing this. Yeah. I'm just gonna stand there and sing. Oh, I'm getting paid. It's uh, crazy. Former guitarist of the Eagles, baby. He is 75 years young, and he's looking pretty good, pretty sprite, pretty healthy. Um Daniel David Randall Severa, he's the former drummer of That's Korn. Right. The original. Uh, the original drummer of Korn. He does Every year, he does go to corn camp. That's right, as a guest. As a guest. He's not even part of the the, yep. the the panel or anything. He just goes as a camper. Yep, just goes as a camper, and he just kind of hangs out. And uh, whenever They're like, and, hey, yeah. was that David? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just walking through the camp with yeah. a bottle of Ripple and a black and mild? Bottle of Ripple. That's it, and and uh, uh, and that's it, the only thing that he says is, I'm David Randall Severa. He says his whole name. Whenever like anybody a, asks him anything, like a serial killer, yeah, that's me. <laughs> he's fifty years old too. He's he looks a hell of a lot better than uh, Liam Gallagher. I know, right? He looks he looks a lot healthier than Liam Gallagher. Uh, <laughs> lol, <laughs> lol. Uh, so this is laugh out loud cream. He <laughs> Isn't that is great? The, <laughs> that's his real name. His I had to name. look it up. I had to look it up. Yeah, he's a singer, guitarist, keyboardist, and video director of. 10 cc which is a very slow motorbike that's a uh, not very fast at all not very fast motorbike he is <laughs> he is 75 years lol, old lol cream yeah he is lol lol cream 
laugh at good old laugh out loud. Yeah, he dream. was cool. He was the original LOL, dude. He was. I mean, everybody based it off of him. And he doesn't even laugh that much. No. That's a funny thing. This is a rare shot of him actually laughing. Yep. That's it. And he's not even really laughing. He's just a <laughs> That's all he's doing. Not even like a real laugh. Right? That is the widest guitar patch I've ever, or guitar <laughs> strap I've ever seen. I think. It is. That That's looks, I don't know, it looks like a backpack strap. That's not even the the, the width of the actual strap. It grows larger, and, and we can't it see his like belly. It looks like cutting into his it neck. Just, Look at it. It goes it's around. Like jabbing him. It just folds his belly. On his back, it's like the size of, full size of his back. <laughs> it covers his entire back. <laughs> and, when, and when he wants to get away from the police, he just opens it up uh, and a like parachute. a flying squirrel yeah, a just like parachute. jumps off of it. I love that. Lol. Lol. Oh, you, you, lol. <laughs> oh, lol cream. Oh, man. Oh, All right. That was good. So we got some trivia. So let's get to it. This weekend, Rock and Roll History Trivia. It's time for Trivia. It is time for some trivia this week in Rock and Roll History Trivia. In 2011, guys, we had a band breakup, Charles. Ooh. This band announced that they're calling it quits after Rough. more than 30 years. Wow. Here's your hint. In a post on their website, the band members write, To our fans and friends, as a band and as lifelong friends and co-conspirators, we have decided to call it a day as a band. Okay. We walk away with a great sense of gratitude and finality. And astonishment of, of all we have accomplished. Hmm. To anyone who ever felt touched by our music, our deepest thanks for listening. Okay, that's nice. It, guess. Pleasant. It, yeah, any guess before I show you the choices? Any guess on the who this band might be? Oh, my gosh. Uh, God, it's got to be, Um, it might be Soundgarden. Soundgarden. That's a good guess. Because they be. were together for 30 years. Here we go. Right? It's, since they were three. It's either Genesis, <laughs> Black Sabbath, R.E.M., or is it D, David Crosby's farewell finale? David Crosby rides around the stage on a vintage circus unicycle, juggling owl pellets and singing sh uh, sea shanties under the house lights as they slowly dim to black and he keeps singing softly in the darkness oh until he crashes and injures himself oh man i can almost hear the sweet tinklings of the music in the background of the owl he, pellets hitting the ground as he sings softly in the darkness and and crashes and injures himself um i i know david crosby's farewell finale uh that actually happened in 2013 oh no kidding yeah okay. so you trying to trick me over here chris you try and trick I can't me. get anything past you, man. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go with Genesis. Genesis, I'm going to huh? say Genesis. This band announced they're calling it quits after more than 30 <laughs> years, 2011. Oh, no, it's Phil Collins. It's actually R.E.M. Oh, it's R.E.M. R.E.M. Oh, announcing okay. they called it quits after more than 30 years in a post on their website to our fans and friends as R.E.M. Well, I already read all that, but so, yeah, yeah. there's them at the VMAs. and uh, Yeah, so they, they quit. Uh, on this day in 2011. Sad this day week. for Atlanta. Yeah, right? Sad day for Atlanta. Best band out of Atlanta, Georgia. All right. <gasps> Who uh, is this band? I know. We'll get to him in a second. Who is this Santa Claus? Jimmy Kimmel, though, is uh, going to air for another three seasons. We're moving on to movie TV uh, entertainment news now. 
Uh, Jimmy Kimmel says only three more seasons and he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So he says after two decades at ABC, I'm now looking forward to three years of what the what they call quiet quitting. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Quiet quitting. That kind of ties in what we were talking about a couple weeks ago where they were saying the late night shows, they wanted to push them up to 10 a.m. Yeah. Not too many people are tuning in. Uh, maybe he sees the writing on the wall and he wants to get out. Yeah, yeah. I would say most people, for Jimmy Kimmel, uh, most people just watch like little YouTube clips yep. of things. No one's tuning in live yeah. like that anymore. It's not yeah. the same as it used to be. Uh, Bam Margera, uh, back in rehab. He's had a a wild couple of months. Rough. He, he escaped rehab earlier. Yeah. And now he's back in it. Court ordered uh, in Florida. And it says, quote, they're going to try an outpatient approach and pray for different results. He escaped inpatient treatment multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And the, the last time he, like, escaped and passed out in some dude's house. And yep. they were taking pictures all around him and stuff. It's just, it's a horrible circumstance, man. Yeah, I mean, man. I really hope he can get the help he, yep. he needs, man. I get it. Fame messes you up. Fame messes some people up, and then you have everything that you ever want, and you start going down that spiral, and I don't know. But there are some artists that don't do it. I mean, look at Maynard James Keenan and basically all of Tool, right? I say Tool all the time, but those guys never spiraled out. But there's a lot of skateboarders who never did either. Tony Hawk never spiraled out. That's true. Yeah, Rodney Mullen never spiraled out. Yeah. There's a lot of guys. Yeah, a lot of talent that never went that way. he'll get better. I mean, even Johnny uh, Knoxville is still doing yep. well. And Steve-O. Steve-O. Turned back around. on top. Yep. Uh, yeah, rehab turned it around. Yep. All right, news from around the world. A couple stories. Hurricane Fiona, man. I, I don't know if we have any listeners in Puerto Rico, but pr- probably not right now because the power's out and the grid's out. But we hope you guys are all safe. And yep. if we do have fans there or fa- fans out there that have friends or family members that are in Puerto Rico, uh, I hope you check in on them, and I hope they're okay. Yeah. Um, it's wild, man. 80-mile-per-hour winds, more than 1,000 people with some 80 pets uh, seeking shelter across the island. Uh, pretty wild. So. Yeah, a lot of flooding. Yeah, yeah, really, really bad. Yeah, hearts out to you guys. Yep. This is crazy. Oktoberfest taking place for uh, the first time in three years in Munich. Oh, okay, because COVID? Yep, here's a picture of the festivities kicking off, All which right. is pretty wild. Uh, it's in the city of Munich. Um, they tap put the tap in the first keg at noon local time on Saturday. All right, that's how they kick it off. Like the mayor's putting the tap in the keg. Yeah, yeah, Isn't that cool. That is cool. Mayor Dieter Look at this: six million visitors each year to Oktoberfest. Six million vis. Oh my God! It's the hundred eighty seventh edition. I bet. I bet this. Uh, this is a huge uh, boon for Munich. Uh, just a huge financial oh, yeah. tor- tourist boon for Munich. So honestly, congrats guys for getting back for getting it back after COVID because yeah. that was I'm probably sure pretty it's big. Be huge for them. Yeah, local economy. Their economy. Absolutely. Lots okay. of sausage. Okay, so vets say this common item is dangerous for dogs. Before we get to it, what do you think? Something that could be dangerous for dogs. Everybody, common item. Everybody says it's chocolate. But I don't think I think chocolate's not as dangerous as people think it is. I'm gonna go with chicken bones. Oh, that's a good one. Yep, it's actually a retractable leash, according oh. to Dr. Vet uh, or Vet Doctor Katrina Warren. Uh, they say why 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 a retractable leash is a bad thing. Well, it teaches dogs that it's okay to pull and can actually hurt them. 
It says, quote, it's very easy to get tangled up and then most of them have a nylon cord that could easily cause deep cuts, lacerations. Dogs also use the extra slack, though, to run into the street, unexpectedly confront other cars or people. Oh, okay. They can be extremely stressful for other dogs and uh, other dogs and their owners because someone's got this other dog that's wild, right? Yeah. And the vet shares the retractable leashes can cause injuries to pets and teaches bad walking manners. So yeah. It's something that I... I've, I was thinking about them like, well, I think we need to change that. And yeah, yeah. Maybe get some better leashes, especially for our, our dog, Charlie. Yeah. He's so crazy, and having him on a retractable leash, he's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I never really thought about it that way. I walk I walk a dog three times a week, and he's pretty hyperactive, and there would be no way I could do a retractable leash with him. Look at this, Charles. Does that look good? Whoa. Ugh. Ugh. So the FDA had to actually come out. With a warning for this, because people are doing this NyQuil chicken challenge. Wow. On TikTok and social media, and the FDA is warning social media users about using this NyQuil chicken. I mean, hopefully they're at least cooking the chicken, right? Well, they're boiling uh, this chicken or frying it with the medication, and they're saying that it makes it more concentrated and it changes its properties in other ways. Oh, okay. They're saying even inhaling the vapors while cooking the chicken could cause harm. Overdosing on NyQuil can cause seizures, dizziness, or other health problems. So, isn't that crazy, That's though, man? That's a gross just, picture. I know. <laughs> isn't that just the worst? That's brutal. NyQuil chicken, Yeah, dude. don't do it, audience. Don't do it. But okay. do do Choco Tacos. That's right. Which are being reintroduced? They I are. I thought they stopped a... Uh, that is... That is true. They're okay. discontinued, and now you can win one of the last Choco Tacos on Earth Ooh. by participating in a scavenger hunt on Klondike's Instagram. The digital hunt will take place Wednesday, September 21st, which already is happening. So if you can head over to Klondike Bar on their Instagram, Ooh. the first 100 people are going to open the digital freezer and win that Choco Taco. Dude, I love Choco Tacos. They're awesome, I, right? They're so good. I why, was why get rid of them? Uh, you know what? I, They're a fan favorite. Yeah, I didn't. I like I, I getting older and watching like my sugar intake and doing all that stuff. Like I don't really eat it at ice cream that much anymore. I but hear you. When I when I did do it just as a snack, Choco Tacos were the business, man. They were awesome. I, I, I loved. I was pretty bummed when they when they discontinued them. All right, well that's it for us this week, guys. That's the last story of the week. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all at Rock News Weekly rocknewsweekly.com and Charles shout out to who was it uh, the middle school crew that would be uh, Megan Verstappen's 6th grade digital journalism class room 9 nice upper lake middle school check it all out rocknewsweekly.com hopefully we answered all your questions for you guys and thank you for tuning in this week we'll see you next time alright have peace. a good week and we'll see you on Monday next week peace peace and now a message from one of our sponsors Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Because all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea
Krill Reserve.